This is the OHL in 60 podcast morning show style. We're switching things up this week. We are recording in the morning on Monday, March 13th. We're going to treat it like a morning show. Uh, Throwing it back to our TSN 1150 days. Um, It's going to be a good one. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Uh, Colin, the breakfast report, I guess. We could start with that um, in yeah, a minute what... here. We'll, uh, we'll discuss that. I think we're going to bring back the traffic report because it was a little uh, yes, a little we tough are. this past week. Yeah. We, will, we will touch on that, of course, throughout the show. a tough Wednesday. Yeah. Um, we'll give our thoughts on the weekend, some playoff implications. Everyone in the West is in, but still fighting for positioning, so we will touch on that. Also, an interesting part of the show, we are going to go back to 2019 and do a little bit of a redraft. It should be a fun uh, fun segment. Uh, that draft fun is loaded. Discussion to start segment number two. Of course, we'll look at the games to watch this upcoming weekend, second last weekend of the OHL regular season. And then, of course, we'll finish it off uh, with the power rankings. But first off, Colin, the, uh, the breakfast report, you're a big fan of this undiscovered or underrated cereal um that's been on store yeah, shelves for place. probably a limited time it looks pretty new i don't think i've ever seen it but uh yeah. you're raving about it because it uh well, it sounds pretty good it's a nine out of ten for sure i mean i don't give a lot of tens out but this is a nine out of ten um very good um cor- cornflakes the uh it's like cinnamon it's like apple cinnamon it's really good mm. um big fan of it I uh, had a couple bowls for the show. Not a big deal. I had the extra a couple, not even got... just one. A couple. Well, you know, I, you know, I got to go to the dentist later on this afternoon, so get a yeah. bigger breakfast in there. Make sure, uh, make sure you get the teeth brushed and uh, have a day. Not a boy. Love that. Go ahead. But I'm telling you, it's good. It's good. You know what? You know what the dream breakfast is? Like the cinnamon cereal, couple eggs, um, some bacon. Like, I think that's like the dream breakfast. I don't know about you, but I'm not a big Man. breakfast person. That sounds like the, uh, that sounds like a, a jumbo breakfast at any breakfast place ever. Yeah. A bowl yeah. of cereal, bacon, eggs, throw some yeah. toast in there, get some hash browns going. Man, I'd love, I'd hash love browns breakfast. Too, I'd, I'd, I'd eat eggs every day if I could. Yeah. Yeah, Sam, I'm a big egg guy too. Yeah. Um, like, I would say that would be the dream breakfast. Like, this cereal. This cornflakes, apple, cinnamon, or cinnamon, apple, one or the other. Um, I don't even know the name. I'll Whatever get it. comes first. Take a break. Yeah. yeah it'll be all right. Um, but a couple eggs, some bacon, hash browns, and then there we go. That's the breakfast of champions right there. I don't think there's anything better than that. So what a morning. Um, what a way to start the day. I'm going to say mine's uh, uh, my, my ideal breakfast, and Sunset Grill has this. Um, oh, nice. Me and my girlfriend will go every time, like, I don't know, maybe one Sunday a month or something like that. They got like eggs, bacon, um, a home fries, which were underdone last time. I was kind of annoyed by oh, that, but uh, that's no tough. big deal. Um, bacon, which they loaded the plate with bacon. I got like six pieces of bacon. That was that was pretty Ooh, nice. Yeah, there's a place um, in London that's really good too for all day breakfast. Yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah, those Richies. all day breakfast. It's probably in a sketchy part of town too. Eh, the best ones are in sketch the sketchy part of town. No, Lo- no? London. London's London's is actually like in like the nice part by uh, Masonville. Oh geez. All um, right. It's called it's called Richie's. I'll send you the menu. It's really good. All right. Um, really I'll good. Have to go there. I, yeah, I had an omelet there before it was really good, like about a month and a half ago, two months yeah. ago. I had an omelet, it was really good. All right. Um 
Yeah. And like you're like you're getting like a full on meal when you go there too. You're getting the hash browns, you're getting bacon, you're getting oh, toast with you're getting toast with the real strawberry jam. Like the sweet stuff. I ain't, I ain't a jam guy. I don't put jam on stuff. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm just I just like know, butter. Butter on bread. You know how I am at IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> like the spoon yeah. Yeah, no but, kidding, uh, man. It was good. Um it's really good. Like it's a really good spot. I will uh, I'll send you the menu during the break. It's really right. good. Um, I think what time anyone in... from London knows that like anyone from around London knows that place. All right. It's really good. All right. Maybe maybe uh Brad or Banowitz will uh will yeah. throw his two cents in on Twitter. Maybe he's been yeah. there. Yeah. Probably has. Yeah. Yeah, and it's reasonably priced too, which is nice. That's good. Like that's the best part about breakfast, you know? You're not breaking the bag. Yeah, you can and easily spend less than twenty five dollars easily. Ooh, and that's another thing. Is breakfast food the best food to get at a restaurant? Yes. Absolutely. Man, and I've the breakfast I'm done, restaurants are the best. And I'm oh. done going to McDonald's or Tim Hortons for breakfast. They're the, they cost the yeah, exact same. And it's like terrible. it's 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 a breakfast sandwich Man. and a hash brown. You can go to a restaurant and get eggs, bacon, hash browns, coffee, toast for the same price. Hey, the best part is when you get the, un- I'm not a coffee drinker, but the best part is when you get the unlimited coffee. Oh yeah. That's nice. There's a, that gets you wound for sound. There's a place in Cambridge where uh, your coffee is included in the price of the breakfast special. So it's like six or seven ninety nine, and you get all, nice. like, all, all the regular, like the staples that I just mentioned and the coffee price is included. It's not like a buck 50 extra or two bucks extra. Ooh. Like it's included and you get unlimited coffee. It's, it's, right on king street in cambridge for anyone in the kw area listening the cambridge restaurant and i'm sure if you've lived there long enough you've probably heard of it but uh yeah let's just go around ohl cities in preston ohl we're just gonna go around ohl cities and name off the best restaurants in each city i think we could do that you know what place i like i like the b-dubs out by uh barry out by the barry arena when we had a baseball tournament they were the best b-dubs i know it's hard to compare buffalo wild wings but Mm -hmm. um it's really good. It's a good spot. Beer Town so. and Barry too. Just a couple yes. of exits hey. further. That was good. Hey, you I was there for a ball tournament fan. this past summer. Coaching. You know, I'm a, Beer Town's unreal. I was just yeah. saying that yesterday night. We got to go to Beer Town soon. Like, yeah, we do. <laughs> it's, we do. Beer Town's so good. Maybe in a couple of weeks. Maybe after the regular season, like on the Sunday, we can meet up. Yeah, and I mean, uh, well, Bulldogs end on a five game roadie, so we won't be at yeah. many rinks. Yeah. Just starting a Wednesday, I'll be there, and that's yeah. probably it. I'm not gonna go to the states, but yeah, that's interesting to see. Like, we haven't been to Beer Town, and it's a great spot. We gotta go. You just want <laughs> the Radlers or the? No, the, I um, uh, the cider um, ciders. But, yeah, the the KW cider is incredible. Shout out to Kitchener Water Lift Cider Company. Really good. Um, they, I'm an unofficial spokesperson for them. Um, it's great. Every place <laughs> get I get the sponsorship agreement going, Wardy. Absolutely, we should. Um, what a spot, though. That's really good too. But um, perfect with a barbecue brisket burger. I'm telling yeah, you, barbecue, the barbecue brisket burger is the best burger I've had this year so far. And any like burger place, I know this is going to sound pretty crazy. But any burger place that wants to call us out and have one of their burgers at their local restaurant, <laughs> prefer preferably in an OHL town. If it's in an OHL town, automatic will be there. Yeah. Um, Except Sue. That's a tough drive. Yeah, if it's close. Yeah, yeah unless you'd like deliver with like a heater. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm down for that for sure. 
Um, anyone that wants to challenge us to have a bur- have their burger, we will do it. Mm-hmm. But barbecue brisket burger right now, Waterloo, Ontario, stands alone. And uh, mm-hmm. don't mind the sirens in the background. There's commotion going on out there. Another busy day in the city mm-hmm. of London, Ontario. I mean, just... we hear that in Delhi all the time too. Yeah, I was going to say one more one more burger before we move on here to our traffic report quickly. Um, the closer at uh, at Legends in Paris, right on Highway Twenty Four. Oh, it's good, man. It's so it's basically hey, basically they're playing off. Yeah, they're playing off of like baseball and that hard throwing closer that hits a hundred, you know, nine times out of ten. So it's it, it's a burger. You know, I think it's one or two patties. I can't remember. It's been a while, and you got the you know regular slice of cheese. You got nacho cheese and jalapenos. Like it is, it's fire. It's so good. That's that's fire. All right. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty good. Man, I'm telling you, like that does sound good. But I'm telling you, the barbecue brisket burger, it's got a little bit of heat, got a little bit of sensation in there for you. We're gonna have to have a burger off. We have we'll have to go we'll have to go to Beer Town and then we'll go to uh Legends. Problem is with Beer Town, I mean, there's just we need someone to drive. It yeah, it's an easy place to have a good time. Um, it's a good spot. Like, mm-hmm. I love it. I love going there. It's neat, like really good food. Um, the ketchup's homemade ketchup. It's made in house. Just nice. cool. I yeah, think that's, that's right. Cool. Um, but I'm sure the beer town company is going to be reaching out for a sponsorship after this. Um, I'm going to cut them off with the shout outs at this point. It's just, <laughs> they're, uh, they're getting freebies here. Yeah. But it's, it's really good. Barbecue brisket burger. It's got like a little bit of melted cheese. Um, has a little bit of coleslaw in it, has bacon. Nice. Um, is it a homemade slaw too? Homemade slaws are, are the yes. bomb. They're good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's homemade. It's good. Right. I'm telling you, it's really good. Like I'm I had a taco one time. It had apple slaw. Oh, it was, was so that? good. It was so good, man. Well, that's like the apple barbecue sauce. When I make a, some of the chicken wings, I make apple, apple barbecue or yeah. apple butter. It's All pretty right. sweet though. Um, yeah. make a little bit of like a little kick, but not too much. Little, I'm a mild guy. Yeah, yeah. you're different. Yeah. You go yeah. to you go to B Dubs. You get the hot ones. I'll just get, I get the hot. Yeah. The odd mild. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I'm, a, the, I'm the dude that would try the wing that you need to sign a waiver for. Yeah, you would. You I, would most definitely try the wing you need to sign a waiver. There's like the way it sounds. I'd only be able to have one, so it might be pointless to order a pound, but. Yeah. Could you imagine? We should go to a wing, uh, a wing cook-off. We should. You yeah, should add. We one. should. And, like anyone that listens to the show can come for the support, and uh, let's just do it. Yeah, I'm we'll in. It, but we got your back. I'll be in your corner. All right, sweet. Perfect. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Traffic report, Colin. Rough week for you, especially on uh on Wednesday. We'll do this quickly before we get into the you know. Ontario Hockey League, but uh, yeah, traffic report. We had to bring it back because we both had a few experiences um, that weren't really pleasant on the roads this past week. Yeah, Friday Friday was tough in Hamilton going to the game, and it wasn't even because of the weather. Yeah, the weather wasn't great, but it was re- it was manageable. I made it from London to Hamilton, yeah. Yeah. and the ride home was dicey. But if you're not driving, um, with your head, it's not. Smart. I'm just, that's just a nice way to put that was, it. That was um, awesome. Like, if you're not driving with your head, it's not good. It's yeah. not a good result. And um, that's what happened on Friday for me. I mean, we had people making wrong turns, making U-turns right in front of me. 
Um, nice. That's going up, ba- going up Bay Street, right in front of the arena. Like one ways. I love driving in Hamilton now, to be honest, because I love the one ways. The one ways are nice. In yeah. and out. There's in and out. There's no congestion coming from yeah. the opposite side. It's four lanes. It's perfect. I love it. If you get, if you know how to do it, and I mean, we know all the back ways now. Leaving a parking garage, just go straight and yeah. that side street. Take, if you go right down at the end of that side street, the one, the last one way runs right to Maine, so it's perfect. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just like I don't know what people are doing. Like I don't know why people get behind the wheel, and it's like, what are we doing yeah. on Wednesday? And then on Wednesday in London, Ontario. They were out on full force, man. They were out. <laughs> so, that was one of the best days of the week, too. Like, yeah. So we put, I, uh, I'm driving down Hamilton Road, and there was an accident on Hamilton Road. You know, just another accident in London, Ontario. Yeah, happens all it the is time. what it is. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. I, I'm sure I know how it was caused. Those because, people have provided my paycheck for the last nine months. Yeah, I'd like to thank them for that. Yes. Thank them. Yes. Um, but like, so I'm two minutes before this accident, this person is literally driving on the right, like almost on the almost on the sidewalk, and I'm thinking, no wonder why we're hitting telephone poles. <laughs> She's on her phone. Her phone is literally on the steering wheel of her vehicle. Oh if, my god! If I wasn't driving, it would have been window down. What are you doing? Like. Like, are we are we serious? Like, I'm surprised they don't have a cell phone holder for the steering wheel for like how many people just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Like, do people not know you can't text and drive or be on your phone and drive? Is I think you- they know. They're just the ones that think they can get away with it, and then yeah, when yeah, they I'm don't, they law. all yeah, they all cry and get all upset, and then saying, "Well, no, you know the laws yeah. if you're a driver." So sorry. Here's a yeah. eight hundred dollar ticket. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And then, so we get out of the one way, one lane of traffic, right? Back to normal now. We go to turn left onto Adelaide Street. And this vehicle, man, I was like, I wasn't very far in front of it. Like, not enough to turn. This vehicle goes to pull this run right through a stop sign, right onto Adelaide. And Adelaide's a big street. Like, it's a busy street. Didn't even stop at the stop sign. Like it went right past the sidewalk before it stopped. And I'm thinking, what are we doing? And that's when I just went through the three, uh, the triple crown already. So I don't know what beyond the triple crown is, but I won four <laughs> categories on Wednesday. So that's pretty cool. What up, Miguel Cabrera? Yeah. Um, maybe the goat of witnessing bad drivers on Wednesday. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, I want a trophy, but big smile. But that wasn't good. Um, bad day on Wednesday for drivers. Uh, man that was like that was like my friday like it was friday was bad coming home from the game um to st Catharines. average or weather or both a little bit of both like i mean we got stuck behind a uh a snow plow convoy which sucked like all the way from stony creek to grimsby so that was that kind of sucked but they got off at casablanca or blanca or however the heck you pronounce that i don't really care um and then from then on it was fine like I, people were going slow we were doing maybe like 90 on the qe which was fine like the roads were clear like it's just yeah. the blowing snow sucked right um, snow belt sucks you got lake, yeah. Erie, lake ontario yeah but then i mean we get to we actually get into st Catharines, you know past i think it's 7th street um you know that stretch in between there and the 406 you started to see the snow to cover the road and 
you had to slow down a little bit more. Like you were maybe doing 60 or 70 because that's all you could do. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you get past the 406, go under the Martindale Street Bridge. Oh, and there's a transport truck that is jackknifed on the other side, blocking traffic, like cop cars, fire trucks and everything. Like that was tough. Like I, even in Stony Creek, I saw a car go through the barrier on um, going uh, Niagara bound on the QEW. So that was interesting. Um, plenty of cars in the ditch. Um, and oh. then, and then this truck pulled out off of Lake street and uh, you know, Typical dude thinking I have a truck. I'm better than everyone. It's lifted. Yeah, it's got those I stupid those big tires on it. Um, yeah, he um, does a spin out right in front of me. I start laughing because he deserved it <laughs> the way he was driving. Um, <laughs> like he just tried to jet onto the highway. He didn't even try and just, you know, be a regular human and hey, drive with your head, not your body. Yeah. Like he that's just, he just felt the need to speed out onto the highway and he spun around a couple of times and I enjoyed that. So. Um, he didn't crash. He didn't hit a barrier. He didn't flip over or anything. So people can stop criticizing me for laughing, but, um, yeah, the way the guy was driving, he definitely deserved to spin out like that. I just kept going by him. I put it in uh, four by four mode and deep snow mode. I was fine. Um, People don't understand. I don't know why people still, Oh, I got the four wheel drive. I can fly. Right. I got this big truck. I can fly. You know, I, that doesn't matter. This snow is nothing, man. But, and and honestly, anyways, yeah. And honestly, like anyone who has snow tires, you just wasted your money. Like, I'm sorry. Snow tires are the biggest sham in the whole world. Oh, yeah. Like if you well, drive properly, you don't need, you don't need snow tires. Like well, for anyone out there that thinks it's, it's worth it. No, it's not worth it. Come on. <laughs> if you know well, how to drive, if you have new enough, like if your tires are five years old, you're an idiot for not having new tires. Like those tires are probably bald and you're going to spin out. Like you're, if you're going to put snow tires on, obviously it'll be more effective because your tires are probably bald. But like, if you have tires within the first three years, you don't need snow tires. Like just don't be dumb. Don't drive like an idiot. Like you'll be fine. (laughs) No, don't, don't do 120 down the Hamilton mountain when it's snowing. Like, That's yeah, yeah, that's dumb. Don't jet out onto the highway because you'll spin yeah. out. Like, I don't know. To me, <laughs> and it has a lot of it has to do with my family being from Windsor. Like, if you have snow tires and you live in Windsor, you definitely wasted your money. But <laughs> I hope Manny Pava doesn't have snow tires, or else I'm gonna get a message on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, um, yeah, just don't be dumb, don't drive like an idiot. What's the score this week? Man, out of 10, it's got to be like a three and a half. Wow. Like Friday, Friday was the worst of it. Like that yeah. definitely brought the score down. I was at like a seven on yeah. Friday and then it just dropped three and a half percent because of idiots. So I um, would say I would say mine's a five um, this week. Wednesday was right. terrible. Friday was terrible. Um, Sunday, there were some questions. I mean, I don't think people know how to signal anymore. No, they do not. People. They do not. But uh, did they even make signals anymore on vehicles because there's a few vehicles um where they don't signal so i'm just wondering do they make signals still they do right yeah they do yeah. okay yeah. just making sure um yeah they uh, usually put everything in one now like i know on my car you have the backup light the brake light and the turn light all in yeah. one so yeah it's, it's it's amazing isn't it technology eh? yeah it's like amazing it's wild use it. yeah, yeah. they put a turn signal on your car to tell people what you're doing it's wild yeah, who? Yeah. <laughs> what a world we live in in 2023. Am yeah. I, missing, I missed the memo. Is that I'm an just... option for platinum models only? Like that's weird. Yeah, what's the what's the damage there? Yeah. Um, but Man, yeah, honestly, I find it more with Tesla drivers. 
<laughs> same. Like, same. Yeah. And I heard I heard a Tesla start the other day. It sounded like a golf cart. <laughs> I thought I was golfing. Man, wait, 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 wait for Tesla to hop into the golf cart market. I can see that. GPS in the middle. Yeah, it's a good idea. Self-driving golf carts. Although yeah. those probably exist. Already. No, it winds up in a pond. <laughs> Mystic would be tough to drive at. Yeah. That par six. With oh. that, you imagine? You'd lose your oh, clubs. Geez. Man, number number nine's hard, too. Yeah. And, and two. Be tough. Especially because they have to put hay bales at the end of the hill. So you don't go smashing through it. Although that'd make for a good story. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, you can definitely tell it's a morning show because we spent 20 minutes talking about nothing. <laughs> yeah, good morning. Oh, well, no big deal. Um, morning, OHL fans. And how yeah, pretty much. Welcome yeah. to the show. Uh, all right, thoughts on the weekend, Colin? Uh, I mean, we witnessed yeah. the Hamilton Bulldogs defeat the Ottawa 67s for the fourth time this season out yeah. of five. Um, they're now ahead of the Peterborough Peets by two points, although Peets with two games in hand. Um, we, we saw the North Bay Battalion... Take care of the London Knights Sunday for nothing is the score in that one. Yeah, is London um, going to be a good playoff team? Or are they going to be like last year? Yeah, where you get that pretender effect. It's, it's I don't know it's what they weird. are. I don't know what type of. I mean, I love Winterton. I love Humpy. Um, we know those two guys like they're playoff guys. We saw what Humphrey did last year for the Bulldogs. Like big part of that line with Hayes and Morrison on that top line for the Bulldogs last year. But why is London playing them on the fourth line some nights? Like that makes zero sense. Um, like they're not using him in. I don't think London's using him in the same role he was using Hamilton. Hamilton, on honestly, um, not and this is unbiased. Hamilton's team last year is a lot better than the London Knights team this year. Oh, it's miles. It's Jack not even guys. close. It's not even close. Yeah. So it's interesting to see why they're bumped down so much on the lines. Like I don't get it. Like Winterton, Barky, Cow, and I love that line. That's a great line. Um, I don't think that should be changed, but. I don't get why Humphrey's role is what it is. Um, if you use him in the right role, very talented, one of the be- one of the most effective players you can have on your roster. So I hope they start to dive into that because you're going to need guys like Humphrey in the playoffs or it's going to be a quick exit. Like I, I keep saying this on the show, man, and I, and I can see it. Teams that have more than one line like can match up against a lot of Knights. If you have two lines, you have the matchup. If I'm the London Knights, I don't want to play the Sarnia Sting because I'm rolling Del Mastro out there against the Cowan Barkey line and the McGurn Diaco line. Mm-hmm. I'm rolling Del Mastro out there, double shifting him because Del Mastro is the best defenseman in the league. Um, he's probably him. I mean, defensive defenseman Del Mastro's right there. Del Mastro, in my opinion, reminds me of the Arbor Jack I have last year. I love Del Mastro's game. He's big. He's a force out there. Um, clears gaps, getting his own end, steady. Um, probably going to be in Chicago next year. Um, in my opinion, I think he could play nine games next year already. He's a really good hockey player. Um, I love his game. And so Chicago's it's a, in a position to have him. Exactly. Exactly. They 100% they are. So there's a team. If I'm the one nights, I don't want to play. Guelph storm, big game on Wednesday, big game on Wednesday. For the London Knights, because for both teams, because Patrick Lever is starting to struggle, and we're seeing Oshawa, Jacob Oster starting to struggle. I mean, Oshawa, that's going to be a that'll be the next topic in this uh, yeah. thoughts of the weekend. Yeah, and they'll kind of lead into our playoff implication discussion about yeah, you know, who's actually going to get in in that eight spot in the East. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and that's that's a there's potential cool. first round matchup, right? The London Knights and Guelph Storm, and 
you know, depending on how many, how much implication this has on a series like that, whether we even look at it as a preview for that series, because, you know, it's really hard to look at the playoffs and compare it to it's the regular change. season. Um, yeah. But now the fact that all teams are in, I think it makes it even, you know, less of a, right. less of a big deal. Not that it isn't for the Guelph storm. Of course they're fighting. They could still finish as high as, uh, as fifth place. Right. You know, London Knights are kind of locked into that one, two spot. They're just fighting with Windsor for who, who takes that top spot, but the star uh, you get in there, it, though. Yeah. You, you look at it with the London Knights, they're, they're 500 in their last 10, they're five, four and one. Uh, so, I mean, if you want to look at it, it's slightly over um, Guelph storm six and four in their last 10, but they've lost three in a row. Yeah, I, like there's no hot team coming into this game whatsoever, and I mean London got completely shut down by the North Bay Battalion on Sunday. Um, Dom with other- a phenomenal performance, 27 saves for the shutout. So yeah, um, if Showing you're London, you're on- the only 15 Canada next year at the World Junior. Yeah, oh absolutely. Um, it, you know if 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 you're the London Knights, you're almost a little bit angry that you, you don't even you know get a goal against the North Bay Battalion because if if both teams are playoff well, hockey. Yeah, if if they're both hot at the same time, that's going to be the OHL finals right there, London yeah. North Bay. That could definitely be um, an OHL finals series this year. So, um, you know, with the Knights, I think it's yeah. You look at this game as revenge, um, and you know, bring out some anger in the game because you know you can't be happy with play like that when we're getting down to three weekends left in the season. Absolutely, and I'm looking at the goals for right from last year. London Knights last year at 264 goals scored. That's not enough. That's not enough goals scored. This year, right now, currently, they're at 242. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to get there. It'll be close. But Six games? Yeah. That's tough. tough. They're going to need a big night. They're going to need yeah. a big night. But if they have that, they'll get it. They play Kingston Friday. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Big one for Kingston. Big one for Kingston. But – uh that's a game there where the London Knights have to win. They have to control that game. And I don't know. I watched them play, and I don't think they can play playoff hockey. I don't. Um, I tr- I've watched them a fair bit now, and every time I see it, I see there's a lot of skill there. There's a lot of skill. But I don't know if they can beat a team like the Kitchener Rangers in the first round. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can beat a team. I think they can beat Guelph. But Guelph's tough. Guelph is a tough team because if Bushing or Allen get hot, um, that's tough. Uh, that's not that's not an easy matchup for them. Lever gets hot. That can be a long series too. Owen Sound they definitely don't want. Owen Sound you definitely don't want in the playoffs. Um, the Owen Sound attack I feel can score at will. I mean they struggled lately. Four and six in their last ten. Not great. But if they cap off, if they show up to a game and they're feeling it, it can be a long night for you. And uh, that's a team that you're playing with fire, right? Because you got. Barlow there who can score at will. You have um you have so much talent there. You have the Pappas trade from Niagara, which was the best trade. Um, yeah. one of the best trades of the season. I figures the two best trades of the year come through Niagara with the most trades, but <laughs> what a yeah. what a move that was for Owen Sound getting Pappas. And uh Owen Sound's a team that I don't think they'd want to play in a playoff series either. Mm-hmm. Um there's so much talent this year in the in the playoffs, like in the Western Conference, I mean, mm-hmm. it's all even. I mean, yeah, you have Windsor, London, but Windsor, London have showed their flaws. Last week, Windsor wasn't even in my top ten or my top five. Yeah. Now, they're, well, now they're back, but 
So, so let, let's talk about that now. I think we can lock those top three teams in for a second round yes. berth. Um, I, yeah, think, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that those two teams well, move on to round two. What team do you like out of the top three the most? Windsor, Sarnia. Same. I like Sarnia. <laughs> like right now, the Sarnia's thing. Yeah, I like I don't, Sarnia. I don't think they catch London for that top spot in the division. Well, obviously they can't. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I I like the Sarnia thing. They've scored more goals than the London Knights have this season. Um, they've given up 13 more, but that's not you know, a, a huge deal. I mean, regulation overtime wins. Well, only one separates the two teams. Like, Sarnia is just hot right now. They're 10 one and one right now. That yeah. is their streak. No regulation losses in their last 12. And like last year, right? Last year we saw that in the first round. Who gave Windsor the toughest go? Right? Flint did, but Sarnia, that first round. Yeah. Windsor just didn't make it out. Gojo played incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, in Gojo, the shot clock is going to be a lot less. I mean, you're not going to have to face as much rubber as you did last year in that first round, which is big. Yeah. You know, I think Sarnia. I really do. I, I really like Sarnia's roster. I like the moves they've made. And Sarnia kind of has to win. They have to win this year. Oh, yeah. It'll be a long year. They're the but, Peterborough of the West. Yes. If you don't win, it is a huge failure. Yeah, Windsor too. Windsor giving up so yeah. much. I mean, I think Windsor's still going to be a decent team next year. I really like their young guys. I mean, they're reminding me so much of the team we cover in Hamilton, mm-hmm. the Winter Spitfires. The Windsor Spitfires, you know, the development has been there. Mark Savar has been incredible since going over there. And, I mean, I talked to a couple scouts last week in Hamilton uh, pregame, and we were talking about Mark Savard, and we were like, Mark Savard, you know what you get out of Mark Savard? You didn't know how long he'd be able to coach here. You didn't know if he even wanted to coach post-retirement. You know, you have the option to go live in Florida and golf every day instead of coaching in Windsor, Ontario. No offense to Windsor, Ontario in the oh, winter, but – It'd be nice to be able to go golfing in Florida is very tempting. Yeah. Absolutely. Or watching video on a team's power play after you go over 10. Um, yeah. And yeah, you got to snap out of it. It's tough. Um, it's a, it's a very tough gig coaching stuff. You don't get a lot of hours of sleep. And that's something to me there. I'm like, you have the option, but Savard's been great. He's been great in Windsor. I think this, I think he's exceeded expectations for what anyone's thought he was going to be. Um, and for the team that was coming back this year, not that they weren't talented yeah, by yeah. far. Like, I don't want to um, say anything about that, but you expect a drop-off after Cooley and Johnston go. Um, yeah. They they picked up right where they left off. Um, and, I mean, credit yeah. to Mark Savard, the scouting staff, coaching staff, all the players buying into what Mark was has been preaching in his second season, his first two years here with the Windsor Spitfires, right? Um, there really hasn't been that, you know, do we, do we like what he's doing? The players, they're just like, no, oh, no, it's Mark Savard. Okay, let's play hockey. Let's uh, yeah, let's go out and win championships. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, that's a very uh, very good hockey team there. I really like that team, mm-hmm. um, Windsor. And I think that's a team that you don't want to play in the playoffs. It's a very tough building to play in, and it's just a yeah. tough one all the way around. They're a hard team to play against, and the building's tough to play in. So yeah. you got that sure It's a tough place to play, but a uh, very good hockey team. I'd say Windsor, Sarnia, London are my top three in the West in that order. Mm-hmm. I really like Sarnia though. I really like their chance in the playoffs. I think they're the, I honestly think that they're the team that gets to the first round the easiest. I mean, that's tough to say because every round's tough and anything can happen. Mm-hmm. I really like Sarnia. I mean, they have the goaltending, they have the defense, and they can score. Um, and quite frankly, 
when I look at the scoring wins your 296 goals, that's huge. 296 goals by far the most in the Western conference. Um, 260 for Sarnia, which is third behind. Flint uh, Firebirds have 271. Yeah, Flint's at 271. Yeah. So that's interesting. Flint's so high. London's thing is the goals against, right? They can defend, but yeah. I don't, I honestly, I don't think it's, I don't think they're tough enough. I, I watch them play and it doesn't scare me. Um, it doesn't scare me. And we saw fresh, and I mean, this is no knock on Winterton, but that line's going to be interesting to see how they play in the playoffs. You know, um, I lo- I watched them play, and I don't see that big forward. I don't see that big forward up and down the wing, clear space. Um, I don't think Humphrey's getting utilized well, and that's another disappointment for me. I mean, for you too, I would imagine, Reese. I mean, mm-hmm. seeing Humphrey play, we know what he's capable of. Um, we know what he can do. We know how effective he is when he's in the right role, and um, it just shows how good of a coach Jay McKee is, um, mm-hmm. frankly. But, uh, yeah. It's very interesting to me to see what happens there, but I think they'll be able to defend. Goaltending is going to be good for the Knights, as always with Brett Brochu and Zach Bowen, but I don't know if they can score. I really don't. I don't know if they can do it. It's going to be the biggest question mark of the playoffs for me. Can London do it? Yeah. Um, and we'll see. I think it's a team that they went around the win too, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, to the Eastern Conference here, Colin. Um because Oshawa and Kingston have made it a little bit interesting and more Oshawa because they've lost six in a row. Um, Kingston only one point behind the generals right now. And, you know, looking back on last week's show, I think we were talking Kingston being like three to five points um, behind Oshawa. Um, And now we're just down to one, you know, Hamilton, Peterborough, they clinched their spots this weekend. Mississauga, Sudbury, you would assume that that would happen within their first or second game this upcoming weekend. So so it's a matter of who gets that eight spot for Kingston and Oshawa and who gets Ottawa in round number one of the playoffs because, uh, you know, I don't see yeah. North Bay catching Ottawa. Barry definitely won't catch Ottawa. They probably By won't the catch way. North Bay either. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah. the East we thought was done for. We thought, you know, it was like the West where we'd see Sue and Erie out already and, you know, we'd just be fighting for positioning in the Eastern Conference. But now that Oshawa's lost six in a row, two and eight in their last ten, not that Kingston's been any better. They're one and nine in their last ten. But um, yeah. it, it is definitely a conversation to have. And with Kingston having to go on the road and play the Western Conference this week, we're talking London, Sarnia, and Kitchener. <laughs> Tough buildings. That's, that's not a... Uh, very good recipe for success if I'm the Frontenacs this weekend. The front, yeah, but the Frontenacs gained ground after being one and nine in their last 10. They've lost two in a row and they've gained ground on the Oshawa. That's wild. How, do they, how do they gain five points being one and nine in their last 10? Yeah. You got to be really bad. Like to gain ground. <laughs> like, how? Have you ever saw that before? One and nine in their last 10. I can't say I have, Lordy. They're, they're on a two. So the Kingston Frontenacs, they're on. A two-game losing streak, and they're one and nine in their last ten, and they're a point behind the Oshawa Generals after being five last week at this time. Yeah, Oshawa's lost six in a row. They're two and eight in their last ten. Not great. Um, I don't know. And then Sudbury also losing two in a row. They're six and four in their last ten. So still over five hundred. Um, I wouldn't include them in that category. I think it's Oshawa Kingston who gets in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important for Kingston to get in. I think it's very important for Kingston to get in. Guys like Ludwinski. Um, 
they got to play the playoffs. You know, there's a big question there for the Mem Cup next year. I think they got to get that playoff experience. That's the thing. You already you already have two teams that bid for the Memorial Cup next year who are already eliminated from the playoffs. You'd have three, and yeah. I think that's for itself right there. And yeah. by the way, the Mem Cup bid announcement winner should be relatively soon. I would imagine mm-hmm. within this month. Before the it, playoffs start, you would. Yeah, think. it will be in, within the two weeks. Yeah, within the two weeks, possibly this week. So yeah. that's exciting news. Yeah, that like is that a, is that automatic for Saginaw? And whether this is a debate for now or not, but like uh, does Saginaw get the Mem Cup if three teams miss the playoffs this year? Like, not that it can't be done. Like, not like a team can't miss the playoffs and then win yeah. the Memorial Cup next year. That's not unheard of, but it's. You're wondering if it's actually going to be a quality product that's on the ice for that Memorial Cup (laughs) if they get it. Well, here's the thing. Niagara, no. I'm just going to say no. No. Um, I agree. agree. Kingston, Kingston, I would say, is by far the favorite in the East between the two. Um, Kingston has legitimate interest or legitimate contender. They're in it. They are. They have a legitimate chance to host the Mem Cup for mm-hmm. sure, and I would not be surprised if they get the Mem Cup because it's a good spot. They'll have a quality roster next year. I think. I think it's the most guaranteed for our roster perspective, other than Saginaw. Yeah, Saginaw. Saginaw is in it. They have a. Be- they have the best roster. I like what Saginaw can do. I like that hall, and I mean the Bulldogs going there this weekend. I have uh, Troy Islakar who's making the trip. Um, I have him checking out the arena. Because by the media room in Saginaw, there is a little hall. It's like Civic Center. It's like Civic Center, how you have that hall in the back. I just think that would be incredible for pregame um, mm-hmm. at the Memorial Cup next year. Uh, that would be really good. And then Sault Ste. Marie. Here's Sault Ste. Marie to me has the biggest question marks. Because one, they definitely have the facility and the, the, and the location to host it. 100% there. They have their resources to host a Mem Cup. Problem is with Sue, the roster, you're banking on three or four guys to com- American players to commit for out of college. It's tough to do. It is tough to do. Um, they have Rucker McGordy, a prospect. I don't know if guys like McGordy are even going to go because it could be the National Hockey League next year. You know, that's a tough one for me. I don't know what Sue's going to be. Are, is the CHL going to give a team a Mem Cup with their four best players not even committed yet? Are they going to do that? That's the question, in my opinion, because, yeah, you get the Mem Cup. There's a there's a selling point right there, 100%. There's a selling point. But are you going to be able – like, are you going to be able to get those guys to come? What happens if they don't want to go to Sioux and play games in February and see St. Marie, Ontario, right? Yeah. What happens What happens if they want to go to the University of Notre Dame over Sioux St. Marie, right? You're fighting against guys like – teams like Notre Dame, Michigan, like – Unfortunately, Michigan, but there's some big schools there. There's some big schools there. And I, I'll admit it, Michigan would be a sweet spot to play. I hate to admit it, but it would be a good spot to play. Um, well, especially when you look at how, how much top talent they've produced for the National Hockey League draft. You're thinking Owen Power, yeah. um, Adam Fantilli this year. Like The program yeah, yeah. has been set. Red Berenson sent, set a, uh, a standard at the University of Michigan, that's for sure. Yeah. And and a lot of guys are looking at that and saying, well, if I have a commitment to Michigan, but I get offered to play in the Ontario Hockey League. It's got to be the London it, to Kitchener's. Yeah. Windsor. Yeah, you're thinking about those big markets, right? Yeah. Not, not, not anymore. <laughs> not yeah. anymore. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I think you throw Hamilton in that group now. or whatever, Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting what Branford brings to the table. But, yeah. 
Um, I know we had an intermission report this week saying that Brantford would never be able to host a Mountain Cup because it's too small. But have we did research on Kamloops? Yeah, that was a horrible take. Yes. <laughs> For anyone but, out there wondering what I'm talking about, go on my Twitter. Yeah, that wasn't uh, that was yeah, that's very just not, clear indication that no research was done on the topic at all. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's tough. Uh, that was tough to see, but um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens here down the stretch. Kingston, Oshawa, very tough. I don't know how you can go one and nine and gain five points on a team that I thought that was impossible yeah. until now, but anything is possible. Um, Kevin Garnett, um, oh my god, I think Kingston gets in, man. I think Kingston gets in over Oshawa. I I know Kingston has a tough weekend this weekend, but I I don't like I don't know what Kingston reminds me so much of Kitchener, right? Young coach. I like Kitchener. Kitchener should have made that McKenzie move in November mm-hmm. instead of now. Absolutely. Um, if Kitchener makes that move in November, they're probably in yeah. third or fourth place right now. So 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 you look at where. Uh, the Kingston Frontenacs have to go this weekend. The Ottawa 67s or the uh, Oshawa Generals, it's not as easy for them either. And, sorry, I had Ottawa in my head because Oshawa plays Ottawa twice um, this week. They get the 67s on the road um, in Ottawa at TD Place, two o'clock start on a Wednesday. Um, that makes zero sense. <laughs> so that definitely throws a team about off. that Sunday in Hamilton. Yeah. We were talking about that Sunday in Hamilton. Um, like, are we not trying to get crowds? I get yeah. Be a school day game, but at two o'clock, that's a rare a school day game. Yeah. Oh, it's March break. Yeah, that's true. So that's all right. Um, Ottawa then goes to Oshawa on the Friday, on Friday, St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. Um, and then Oshawa welcomes Mississauga Sunday, the 19th. Again, their trademark 605 starts, which I still think are really stupid. Uh, I wish it was five. That <laughs> yeah. extra hour to get home. Is clutch. Yeah. Um, and th- these three it. these three games for each team lead to the 22nd of March. In Kingston at Leon Center, Oshawa and Kingston. Now, yeah. say one team goes 3-0, and the other team goes 0-3, this game means nothing because we know exactly who's going to get in and who isn't. Um, but yeah. it's part of a stretch oh, to finish off this. Yeah, it, it's part of a stretch that finishes off the season. The Oshawa Generals' last two out of three games are against the Kings and Frontenacs. Yeah. Like, could you imagine we are waiting for a 6.05 start on March 26th I don't when Kingston that. is at the Tribute Community Center That'd to decide who gets in? That'd be a featured game. Yes. That'd be a featured game. Yeah, that'd be right on. Absolutely. Um, that'd be good hockey. And here's the point, right? These players, there's some extra incentive in this, right? Um. Think about it. A lot of scouts are in Niagara right now, Erie, Sault Ste. Marie, because there's not they're not going to get a chance to see them play again. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of scouts are going to Oshawa because I think a lot of scouts are on, in favor of Kingston in this run between the two teams. But I look at these matchups and I'm thinking, well, scouts are going to get there, right? So players like Callum Ritchie, they got to show up right now. I mean, they're in a draft here. They got to show right now. Um, they got to get in because yeah. if they don't get in, there's less, there's two less weeks in the playoffs, right? There's two less weeks where you're not having eyeballs on you from NHL teams. And that's a, that's big. That could be mm-hmm. careers at times, right? We see, we've seen people, we've seen players last year where players get beat out in the first round and we're at the draft thinking, or not even make the playoffs 
we see them get beat out in the first round or not make the playoffs last year, not even get drafted or fall to like the sixth or seventh round of the Ontario Hockey League. It's big. That is a big decision right there. Those extra two weeks get you more film. It gets you more eyes on you. It gets you more attention. And that's why each playoff series is so important. Obviously, it's interesting. I mean, I think it helped Gavin White last year at the Mem Cup yeah. with the Bulldogs. Right? Gavin sure. White playoffs last year just took off when Nathan Stalos went down. He stepped up for the Bulldogs. All of a sudden, he gets drafted. It's such a big, you know, you get such a big opportunity. Obviously, then you see Logan Morrison, you know, but uh, not get a contract. Avery Hayes, but Matt Maggio. Matt Maggio for Windsor, right? Those extra eyeballs are so big, and those players get an extra chance. And um, the further you go as well. So, obviously, the team goals are first. In the playoffs, it's hard to think about your draft. I think that's the best time to be in your draft here is in the playoffs because you're not thinking about it. It's The playoffs are such a sprint. It's all you're thinking about is each game. So, once you're in, like, that's all you think about. So, it's interesting to, to me because I think it's the best time of your career to actually play, to see what you are as a player and let scouts see what you are as a player because – you're not even focused on your draft. You're just out there to play. You're playing hard for your teammates. And I think that's the best way to improve on your draft stock. So that's a big one for me um, is the draft and uh, the importance of making the playoffs because that extra two weeks, right, more eyeballs on you. Know what I mean, that's big. That's huge because you're also individually you're playing to make the NHL to play, have a chance to play professional hockey. And there's some teams that won't be able to or, and players that won't be able to because they're not in it. And that's a big loss, right? And those two weeks are a long time, right? Absolutely, they are. For sure. games, it's a lot. Yeah, and you're playing the role of spoiler, right? You're not just playing yeah. to play. You're playing a certain role for a team because you wanna you wanna finish the season strong. You wanna you know spoil the mood for for other teams that are trying to get hot going into the playoffs, right? A lot yeah. can happen from a Niagara beating, I don't know, a Barry. To finish <laughs> off the season, right? How how deflating is that for the Barry well, Colts? You're heading into the playoffs as the three seed. You lose to the Niagara Ice Dogs to end it off. That's a pretty bad taste in your mouth heading into the playoffs. Yeah, so. you know what? You know what I have to say, and I know it's it's with Niagara, but it's not with Niagara. I have a beef with some of these social media teams. Like some of these teams that are running social media. Why are the Ottawa Sixty Sevens? Posting a graphic with L's on a wagon after beating the Niagara Ice Dogs 3-2. Your first place in the OHL and you just beat the 20th team. Is that the biggest win of your season? You beat the team that made a zillion trades that had zero. That What is the Ice Dogs plan? What is their plan? You beat a team 3-2 and you're acting like you just won the J. Ross already. Like, is that the biggest win of your season? The Ottawa 67s have 61 more points than Niagara. Exactly. Why are we posting graphics about beating the 20th team? Like, why? Is that the biggest win? Because, hey, that was Hamilton's biggest win on Sunday. And, uh, and by the way, I think the Bulldogs want the 67s. I know that's crazy to say, but you beat them once. You beat them once. Okay, that's a fluke. You beat them twice. Oh, there's a look. You beat them the th third and fourth time. It's like, hey, we can do this. Then all of a sudden you beat them the fourth time, and basically the score was 6-1. to one. Um on Sunday, then it's like, oh, we believe we want mm -hmm. this team. I mean, that's interesting to me to see that um, the Hamilton Bulldogs on Sunday against Ottawa. I mean, Hamilton looked really good. That and, is Ottawa's one regulation loss in their in their last ten. They're yeah. eight one and one in their last ten. 
I feel like their last three out of six regulation losses were against Hamilton. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah. So that's why I just think, I mean, that's why I'm just Yeah, saying. 12 regulation losses, yeah. and three of them were at the hands of the Bulldogs because I know one of them was in overtime. Yeah. Um, one of their three overtime losses, but – uh, yeah, I mean it's it's interesting to think about. I mean, we got two weeks left to go. I'm sure we're going to revisit the the conversation uh, on next week's show, heading into the final weekend, and it should be should be a good one. But uh, yeah, we approach the 50 minute mark of the show, and we are going to finally take our first break. When we come back, uh, we're going to look at the 2019 draft and maybe do a little bit of a redraft. Um, just a quick little fun thing to do. Um, now seeing where these players are at, some guys are in the show, some guys are still in the Ontario Hockey League, so we'll take a look at that. Um, also, of course, you know, big games coming up this weekend. We'll look at a few of those, and then a power rankings to finish it off here on the OHL in 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL and 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. The 2019 OHL priority selection definitely was one of the uh, heavier drafts um, in terms of talent. And we will do a little bit of a redraft uh, here in segment number two. We got about 10 to 15 minutes left in the show. So this should be a nice segment to start off or a nice topic to start off segment number two. Um, We'll read the draft as it, as it actually played out. And then we'll kind of go over maybe some changes that we would make. Of course, looking at the results of um, where these players are at now, because obviously decisions were made when players were performing at the level they were at the time. So uh, of course, number one, Shane Wright, uh, exceptional status goes to the Kingston Frontenacs, Uh, his teammate, Brennan Othman, number two to Flint Firebirds, Connor Lockhart, number three, to the Erie Otters, Brent Clark goes fourth to Barry. Mason McTavish is the fifth overall pick to Peterborough. I'll just read the top ten here. Or actually, yeah. I'll go through the full first round. We won't redraft the full first round. We'll just do the first five or ten, but I'll go through the full See how it goes. Um, full first round here right now. White Johnston is sixth to Windsor. Seven, Benjamin Godro to Sarnia. Ryan Winterton goes eighth overall to Hamilton. Liam Arnsby goes to North Bay at number nine. Denny Gore is the 10th overall pick to Owen Sound. Um, J.R. Avon to Peterborough, number 11 overall. I almost said his full name, but J.R. rings uh, has a better ring to it. Um, Ethan Del Mastro, 12th overall to Mississauga. Francesco Pinelli, 13th to Kitchener. Danny Jokin, 14th to Guelph. Landon McCallum. The Brantford 99ers goes to Sudbury. Delhi, Ontario. Oh, yeah. Um, Product. Brett Harrison to Oshawa at 16. Niagara grabs Isaac Enright, 17th. Jacob Holmes is 18th to Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, Connor Punnett is 19th to Saginaw. Um, 20th, Stuart Roloffs. He goes to the London Knights. And then the 21st pick in the draft. Ended up being a pretty good one. Uh, the Ottawa yeah. 67s take Jack Mateer. Uh So, yeah, I'd say that's a, a pretty good pick, 21st overall. And, I mean, when you're talking about guys taken uh, very late in the first round, 
of an OHL priority selection. We I'm sure we'll be talking about Merrick Van Acker in yeah. three to four seasons as he was, I believe, 22nd overall because of all the uh, extra picks. 23rd. Um, sorry, the final pick of round number one, Merrick Van Acker, 23rd overall. So that's right. Um, okay, Colin, let's let's start. Um, we'll just, I, I think it'll be a lot easier maybe if we just do the top five. Okay. Um, because I think once we get up to 10, there's a couple of guys where we're thinking, oh, yeah, they probably stay there, unless we want to do top 10, because that is a pretty darn good top 10. Yeah, we, um, we'll see how it goes. We'll get through five. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. Um, okay. Uh, number one, based off of their play right now, currently March 13th at about 11 o'clock in the morning, the way these guys are performing now, who is your number one overall pick in 2019? The Kings, Ron Nax are proud to select Mason McTavish. McTavish won. Yeah. Um, what he's done, what he's done in his career so far, um, what he brings to the table every day since he's come into the league, he's been the best player from this draft. Uh, Mason McTavish won. I would have to agree, sir. Mason McTavish, a very good pick um, at number one, that's for sure, winning an OHL championship. And having a, a pretty good rookie season with the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, number two. Two and three are very tough, right? Because you have a CHL player of the year who brought yeah. so much to the table. And then you have a superstar on the back end um, in the making as well. But I'm going to go at two, Brant Clark from the Barry Colts. Um, Flint is proud to select Brant Clark, the other Don Mills Flyers teammate. All right. Yeah, Brant Clark. Goes to number two overall to Flint. Uh, number two overall for me is Wyatt Johnston. Yeah. Um, I think you take him. I think the Flint Firebirds, obviously they they felt they needed a very, uh, very strong guy up front. Brendan Othman uh, was that player in 2019. Uh, Wyatt Johnston, uh, albeit he's a centerman, um, he's number two overall to Flint for me. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think we swap picks here, two and three. So third yeah. overall, um, I think you're white Johnston. Cause I'm definitely Brent Clark. Number three. Yeah, same sure. here. Yep, yeah. Same here. I'm going uh Wyatt Johnson three CHL player of the year. Yeah. Um, he's brought to the table. I mean, Wyatt Johnston is a steal at the sixth pick for Windsor. He is. I'm in the draft. If I'm Erie, I mean, they drafted Connor Lockhart originally in the three spot. I'm taking uh Wyatt Johnson from here. Nice. Uh, yeah. Brent Clark is, I mean, yeah. After Drysdale left the, uh, the otters, there was that number one defensive spot up for grabs. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, and Brent Clark would have grabbed that very easily. So uh, yeah, he, he goes three for me. So our draft right now, we would have Kingston taking McTavish Flint taking Clark slash Johnston. Yeah. Imagine that. And then Erie, Taking Wyatt Johnston slash Brant Clark, that'd be massive. That's wild. <laughs> That's a wild top three. Yeah. yeah. Um, four spot the Barry Colts. Hey, that's the thing though. You think McTab? You think Hamilton wins a championship if McTavish goes to Kingston? There's no way. No, they hang King- on to him. Yeah, because Kingston still would have had Ludwinski. Yeah. Pat, next year we should or uh, next week we should do a 2020 draft. 2020 draft is a ooh that'd be good. Show. Yeah. COVID year. Yeah. 2021, too. Yeah. 2020 would be interesting. Let's just do it up until the draft because the draft's in like a month. But yeah, let's that'd just be all right. Um, and then with the four pick, 
The Barry Colts select defenseman Ethan Del Mastro. I think Del Mastro's a stud. Went 12th overall to Mississauga. One of the best valued picks. Not the not the best, but top two for sure mm-hmm. with value. I am going Del Mastro fourth overall to the Barry Colts. Big defenseman. I yeah. mean, you took Clark, right? And who and I just compared the two. I mean, I like different games, um, different bring a different aspect to their game, but mm-hmm. I like Del Mastro. I think he's tough. Um, I really like his game and he's the number four pick for me. Yeah, I like that, Wardy. Um, that's good. I was kind of between him and Matier just because of Barry's needs at the time. Um, but Del Mastro, I think, is a better is a better selection there. Um, I was kind of up in the air between those two. Uh, but Del Mastro, yeah, I, I agree with you. He's number four for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, five. The fifth pick's tough. The Peterborough Peets. You know who I got? I got Brennan Othman, fifth overall to the Peterborough Peets. Um, that's wild where he ends up right now. There you go. Yeah, where he ends up. Yeah, where he ends up. I just think, like, I'm looking off the draft. I think about longevity right now in the Ontario Hockey League and guys we like the best. And I think often, and this isn't a knock at them. They're very good players. You're going to play in the NHL. But I love, I like the Masters game. You're not not going to take Mason McTavish first overall, um, Wyatt Johnston or Brant Clark in the top three. Mm-hmm. Those and Del Mastro. What Del Mastro's brought, what he brought the team Canada was huge as well. Um, and then, yeah, Brent Hoffman, fifth overall to the Peterborough Peets. And uh, hey, the sixth, we have to do a sixth. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, I have a sixth as well. Yeah. Uh, number five, I think Shane Wright goes to Peterborough. Um, they took McTavish as centerman uh, at number five. Wright's still available. Um, I think he goes to Peterborough at number five. Yeah. All right. And then six to Windsor. Yeah, six. Mine's yeah. mine's interesting. I don't think you, I don't think you'll guess mine. The Windsor Spitfire select Shane Wright. Six oh, I wasn't Wright. going there. All so right. I just had I just had Brennan Othman going to Peterborough and Windsor getting Shane Wright. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting how it winds up from that draft. Uh, for me, six overall, the Windsor Spitfires are proud to select. Uh, from the North Bay Trappers goaltender Benjamin Godro, because yeah. just a couple of months before this draft, Michael DiPietro traded to the Ottawa 67s. We need a future mm-hmm. star goaltender. Here's Benjamin Godro. And I mean, yeah. not, not you can't even knock what, what Onishka yeah. um, had done, um, what Xavier Medina did last year. You can't knock any of them. They got them to the OHL finals. Um, yeah. But I think if there's another shot at it, you're looking at where they're at now. I think Windsor takes a goaltender after giving away Di Pietro. Not giving oh, away, trading away, I should say. Oh, uh, absolutely. So. 100%. Um, I agree there as well. That's interesting because seven for me, I would have the starting thing taking Benjamin Godreau. We might as well go to 10. We might All as right. well go because we're at seven. Seven yeah. for me, I would have starting taking Benjamin yeah. Godreau. I'd have Othman there at seven. Okay. For Sarnia. Okay. Eight, the Hamilton Bulldogs. I got mine. Go ahead. Francesco Pinelli. Yeah, I like that. Originally 13th overall to the Kitchener <laughs> Rangers. I like Stony- that pick. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. That would be my eighth. You have an eighth? I do. I think they take Ryan Winterton. Yeah. I don't, I don't have that changing at all. Yeah. I That's like good- that pick at eight. 
Nine, Liam Ironsby goes to North Bay at the time. Who's North Bay taking, Ironsby or other? I got Ironsby being a center. I got one. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Ontario Hockey League fans. Um, Yeah, no kidding, man. Ninth overall. I'm Adam Dennis right now. That's sick. Go Knights. Uh, Grew up watching Adam Dennis. That was cool. Um, Adam Dennis selects the North Bay Battalion select ninth overall. Jack Mateer out of the Triple A minor midget program in Mm -hmm. the NHA. How about a pairing that is your first pick? You take Mateer in 19, then you get Nelson in 20. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's loaded. Uh, But yeah, that's my uh, ninth pick. Pretty good draft. Yeah, man, we're killing it right now. I think we got to post it. And see what draft. Yeah. Option one or option two. Or we'll just say it. We'll just say who did what. Um it's tough. North Bay. Like Arnsby fits North Bay. I know he does. That's what's wild. eh? Yeah. I think they take Avon. Nice. I think they take Avon before Peterborough. Yeah. That's a good one. I like. He's already your, uh, used to the north. He's already been up there, played there. I think he works out in either North Bay or Peterborough. Yeah, that's true. Tenth, and Denny Gore is another one who kind of fit. Yeah, town is, but the tenth overall pick to me is probably the easiest tenth overall pick in this draft so far. I originally went to Guelph, but tenth overall, I'm Dale DeGray right now. Tenth overall, the Owen Sound attack select. Out of the Toronto Marlboros in the GTHL, Danny Zilkin. Nice. Yeah. So there's my top 10. That's right on. Yeah. I think who do you got at 10? Uh, number 10, I have uh, Francesco Pinelli. Nice. Going number 10 to Owen Sound. Nice. Yeah. There's so many guys here that could have went a lot higher. Oh, God. Yeah. And also, and it's funny not to bash this team at all. And I know agents have a lot to do with this, but it was, and I mean, I'm not bashing them. I mean, it's most respect, but they have one player left out of this draft in the 2020 draft, 2021 draft, when the Niagara Ice Dogs selected a Copeland Costanza. The next picks in the draft, like the team that had two picks, Easton Cowan, Oliver Bonk went to London. Wow. And I know agents have a lot to say with this, but. And the funny part was, I think Costanzo went one of the Niagara picks went with the London pick that they traded. I believe that was the Militants trade, and the Lahead yes. trade came back. Yes, so Lahead, the Lahead move yep. went to Niagara. Niagara took Costanzo, I believe, because yeah, because they took Copeland earlier at twenty-two overall, and that's a Niagara. Yeah. Niagara wasn't last that year, um, and then London took either ball. Oh. With the Niagara deck. Yeah, I think so. It was weird. Yeah. Um, also, also want to mention, I'm scrolling through the rest of this 2019 draft. Um, yeah. London having back-to-back picks at 33 and 34. Uh, they take Logan Mayu at 33, Max McHugh at 34. That's a nice You um, drafted guys in the NHL. Like, Hamilton gets a, uh, gets a pick from London, their second rounder. 40th overall. Um, they take a guy by the name of Lawson Shirk. Yeah, this was <laughs> with that. This was the draft for the 
for the Bulldogs. Ryan Humphrey, Humphrey goes 150th overall, yeah. eighth round. Um, Luca Del Bell Belu's 51st overall. Oh, there's another one that should have been the saga. first round. Colin, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Didn't have enough cornflakes. Oh, yeah, it's apple cinnamon cornflakes. Yes, yeah, apple we got flakes. that figured out. Yeah. Frosted flakes, not cornflakes, frosted flakes. Yes, this was the T-bone cod draft. Yes, yes 66 amazing. overall to Saginaw. Can you imagine if Del Bell Belus and T-bone cod played together? <laughs> that'd be so cool. Yeah, that'd be good. Cod to Del Bell Belus. Del Bell Belus to cod. Hey, oh pretty good. <laughs> Cast it on out there. That's unreal, eh? Ranveer yeah. Gil Shane. 83rd overall to Ottawa. Nice. Christian Cairo. What a steal that seems to be. 84th overall to Erie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brett Brissett, 65th to Erie. Braden Hache, 63rd to uh, Kingston. Yeah. Ty Voigt, 89th. Ty yeah. Voigt was drafted 89th overall. That's wild. Talk about value. Yeah. Um, Talk about Tucker good scouting. Robinson. Yeah. Tucker Robertson, 72nd overall to Peterborough. Yeah. And I, and I mean, we're, we're talking about this. These guys aren't superstars way back when they were drafted, right? Obviously, development Ooh. has a lot to go into it, but it's just interesting to see, like, oh, my God, now that's looking like a steal um, for yeah. these teams. Max Denoso is a 98th yeah. overall pick to Ottawa that yeah. year. Goalies. But goalies in the OHL are interesting because we'll see a goalie go high. I mean, yeah. you get a goal fifth or sixth overall, sixth overall to Windsor. Yeah. Like goalies go high in the OHL. That's not uncommon, you know, for any NHL fans that are listening to yeah. that are just in the OHL and listening to us. Um, it's not uncommon to see a goaltender go high in the draft. It, and it's going to have drawback goes 110th to Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here we go. 117th overall. The Sudbury Wolves select Redmond Savage. <laughs> One what of the best Sudbury names Wolf. of all time. Yeah, Red Wing draft picks. I had to yeah. mention that. Uh, Red Savage. What a name. That's good. Tyler Boucher, 143rd overall to Ottawa. Wow. Then Humpy, 150th to Hamilton. Ryan Humphrey. Always gonna shout out, uh always gonna shout out Ryan Humphrey on the show. Yes. Big, good Absolutely. Guy. Um good guy, loves the game. We're just gonna spend. We're gonna spend five minutes scrolling through this draft just to see guys. Patrick Lever, 158th overall. Wow, this is crazy. This is cool. We're gonna do this next week too with the 2020 draft. Yeah, we're gonna count down to the draft this week. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, Cameron Guvro to North Bay to Hamilton, 191st overall. Michael Simpson, 193rd overall. Here's another one. Callum Chisholm, 194th overall. Jeez. That's, that's value. Ben Just, West, 190. Yeah. Wow. This is crazy. Dixon Grimes played quite a bit for the Guelph Storm. Ooh. Tyler 196th. Tyler Savard, 220th, 11th round. Played in the OHL. Anything is possible. Absolutely. Must be effective. That's. <laughs> well, George Diaco is like an eighth round pick. Yeah, year before. So that's like cool. that's like a Zetterberg or Datsuk uh, draft pick, sixth oh. and seventh round for them. 
Here it is. Here is the ultimate pick. And I know why it did not go here because of the Notre Dame commit. And he wasn't coming to the OHL until he got drafted. I think I know which one you're talking about. I think I just found 276th it. overall. Oh. Sasha Pasterjah to Guar. All right. I got a different one. We got two. Oh, really? I got a oh. different one for you. 281? No. Oh, 281. Cool, you missed but... one, Wardy. Did I? Yeah. My 205th overall. Uh, from the Toronto Titans, the Flint Firebirds are pleased to select with their 13th round pick, yep. Amadeus Lombardi. Boom. That's a pick. Wait. On mine, 205th pick says Owen Carlisle. No, no, 245th. 45th. Did oh. I say 205th? I probably said 205th. 245th. Wow, the value. 45. So Lombardi, Lombardi too, 5'6 when he was drafted. What is he now, like 5'11"? Yeah. Like, what a pick. I mean, all part of the eyes you're playing. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like he just got drafted and then Steve Eisman took over and like prodigy yeah. child. All part of the Red Wing plan. Absolutely. You know? yeah. 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 All right. I think I think we've looked back far enough. I mean, yeah. I'm looking. I pass the shot for Lombardi. Who's the bigger valued late? Who's the bigger value steal? Past it, it's hard to argue that because Lombardi was coming to the OHL. Pasta Joff yeah. was Notre Dame commit, brother played there, yeah. right? If he was drafted, and he's by... missed time. Pasta Joff really hasn't been the Iron Man in the OHL, yeah. right? We're talking about 10 less games than a lot of the other top scores in the league. Yeah. I think if I think they're both equal, I think it's very hard to determine that. Um, they both have very good qualities and very different qualities, I would say. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that that's tough. I think I think you put them in the same category as late round steals, um, yeah, for sure. But Which all right, um, I guess that leads into the power rankings, eh, Wardy? Yes, sir. Um, I mean, in terms of games coming up this weekend, a lot of people who are interested in watching that Eastern Conference playoff race, you'll have your eyes peeled to the TV when the Kingston Frontenacs are playing. Um, as well as the Oshawa Generals, right? That's big. Uh, big game Wednesday. We already mentioned it. London and Guelph. Yeah. Um, Who's winning that game? Even second, uh, Windsor's not a bad game on the Thursday. Or on uh, Wednesday as well, sorry. Uh, 7.05 in Windsor. So Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, yeah, let's get to those power rankings here, Colin, to wrap up the show. Number five for Colin Ward this week. The fifth-ranked team for me right now in the OHL is the London Knights. Um, London struggling this weekend. Um, I don't know if that's the thing, right? I don't know if, how good they can be in the playoffs. I don't know how effective they can be in the playoffs. Their games are going to have to change, I think, a little bit because it yeah. goes from a skilled game to playing a tough game. Um, you got to be able to finish checks. But then that being said, one thing I want to follow up on on thoughts of the weekend with all the 10 minute penalties being handed out this weekend, I think the end of the fighting and I think the end of that quote unquote playoff hockey, I think that's kind of out the window. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Interesting. So I'm just going to say uh, on nights five. Uh, number five for me, and this is solely based on points. If they're a little bit higher, closer to the Windsor Spitfires, they might be higher. Uh, number five, the Sarnia Sting. Yeah. Um, just at 80 points. I mean, they're, they've gained a point in their I last 12 games. Them. Honestly, um, I think they catch them. Yeah, I think this three wins. Yeah, they could. Game in hand. Yeah. Yeah. 
they're number five for me this week, Sarni, and that's based off of their points. If they're if they have like eighty four points, they're probably three. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so four. Yeah, who you got? Four for me, the Windsor Spitfires. Um, Windsor, they've won two in a row. They looked good against Kitchener there on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, saw a little bit of that game. They looked pretty good. But uh, for me, Windsor's four. Yeah, Windsor's four for me as well. Um, tied for first in the in the West. Uh, one thing that stands out to me, and I haven't really noticed that they have four more regulation and overtime wins than the Knights. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Windsor's four for me. Uh, number three, Colin. Yeah, three for me, the Barry Colts. I think Barry's getting hot at the right time. Yeah. Um, Barry's three. Yeah, I think we have the same top three. <laughs> Barry's number three for me as well. Uh, four in a row, eight and two in their last ten. Uh, number two, Colin. For me, number two, the North Bay Battalion. North Bay's on a roll right now, winning six in a row, and you just, quite frankly, you can't keep them out. Um, North Bay, for me, is in the T-spot. Yes, me as well. Uh, they will not get first overall in the OHL. They will not get first overall in the East. Um, but there is a very good chance that they win the Central Division, being five points up on Barry. So, yeah, they're number two as well, um, which leaves, again, the Ottawa 67s in that number one spot. I'm sure for you, Colin, they are for me. Yep. Um, that one regulation loss in their last 10 coming on Sunday to the Hamilton Bulldogs. But uh, the very shorthanded, Ottawa 67s, I should add. It's not like we're looking at a team that was at full strength that only beat Niagara 3-2 and then lost to uh, Hamilton 6-3. Very shorthanded. So, um, obviously, you look right away at Tyler Boucher and Logan Morrison um, not being part of the lineup this weekend for the Ottawa 67s. Yeah, for sure. And one for me as well, the Ottawa 67s. I agree. They're still a wagon. They're a powerhouse. Um, the one team that I have close to me is though in the sixth spot, Sarnia Stank. Sarnia, I just want to mention them. I know they're on a roll right now. Um, 10-0, one and one, eight oh and one one in the last ten. They're a strong team right now. They're playing good hockey. I'm going Sarnia six, but they're going to be up there next week mm-hmm. if they keep it going. Because Sarnia, every time I jump the gun with them, then they lose a few in a row. So that's why I mentioned. <laughs> There is one thing I want to mention before we wrap up the show and shout out to Troy Islakar for tweeting this out 12 hours ago. How did I miss this? Um, so he has tweeted out the leaders for draft eligible. Yeah. So the draft eligible goal leaders since the January 10th CHL trade deadline. Okay. Yeah. Number one, Connor Bedard, shocker. He's got 30. Number two. Nick yep, Lardis of the Hamilton Bulldogs. He has 22 goals um, you know that since January 10th. Do you remember at the Olympics a couple of years ago when uh, Andre DeGrasse came up and in the qualifiers right there beside Usain Bolt? Yeah, oh yeah. And everyone else was in the back? Yeah. That kind of reminded me of that uh, that run, that sprint, the 100 meter. Yeah. When, uh, just DeGrasse and Bolt. And that's so cool to see uh, Nick Lardis up there. It works really hard. Um, such a smooth hockey player. And the two remind me of each other. I mean, obviously Bedard's explosive, um, such a good player, but Nick Lardis with the puck, he's so fast, um, really talented player. So um, congrats, Nick. And what the, what the Nick number, on the show? Number three, also in the OHL, by the way, might be a future show guest or will have to be a future show Barlow? guest. Yes. With 21 goals of the Owen sound attack, Colby Barlow. What? 
Barlow, Barlow's a stud, honestly. Barlow may get 10 games, nine games next year in the NHL. That's a hot take, but I don't think it is. Barlow reminds me so much of Mason McTavish. Mm-hmm. Like, Barlow's so good. Like, I'm not surprised he's the captain of the Owen Sound Attack at all. Um, no. Like, he's such a big part of that team. Like, he might be, like, the biggest part of that team, um, Barlow. He's just so good. Yeah. Um, big fan of his. And, uh, yeah, they got lucky with the draft lottery system that year, right, 2020? Big time. No, one was draft lottery, the musty draft, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The musty draft was about that. 20, 2020 went off the thing, but you got lucky with that draft. That's that's the draft I'm excited for, the 2021 draft in two weeks' time, because that draft is going to be cool for the playoff preview. Yeah. So, but yeah. All right. Uh, overtime again on the show. Not a big deal. I think we're okay with that by now. Um, yeah. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. It was really good chat. I mean, we kind of found a new segment out of it heading up to the uh, 2023 OHL priority selection. We will do a redraft next week of the 2020 class uh, that came into the OHL, albeit a year late. But uh, um, yeah, they were. They're still effective, and it's going to be a fun redraft up to this year's priority selection. I, and anyone, any fans that's listening, make their own draft. Get involved. Uh, tweet us, message us on Instagram, Facebook, however yeah. you want to do it. Um, however you social media, if you social media. Um, Sometimes it's a good thing that people don't. Hey, the Delaware Ontario, I think social media is not even the biggest, like, in the top three. No. I that yellow it. dot's number two. Like, hey, that yellow dot was the biggest moment <laughs> yeah. so far of 2023. Yeah. Oh, my. Hey, and by the way, I think the other day there was more traffic. I didn't check my maps, but I oh, tell geez. you, it was packed. Um, it took me like 10 minutes to get out of town, so that was pretty cool. And hey, Oh, my God. And you know what? My final message on this week's show, drive smart, drive wise, drive with your head, not your body. Please do not text and drive because it is illegal, especially the people in London, Ontario. Have a good week. Especially good people morning. in London, Ontario. Hey, I'm actually currently looking at Delhi, Ontario to see what it's like on uh, on a Monday morning. I got my fingers crossed. Um, yeah, there's no traffic. Well, it's like 11 o'clock. I mean, <laughs> right, just getting Yeah, up. I know, Wardy. <laughs> Time change. It's a Monday. You know? But Delhi doesn't do Mondays. <laughs> hey, it's not farm season. It's snow on the ground. You can't Very true. Great point. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, Next week, we're back on Tuesdays. I'm just a Monday version. Thought we'd uh, thought we'd get her done because of the Bulldog schedule. Had to get the uh, the Hammertown podcast uh, recorded on a Tuesday. So hey, that's okay because tomorrow I'll have to do hair and makeup all day, anyways. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. So, all right, everybody. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the second last weekend of the OHL regular season, and we will chat again in eight days. Thank <laughs> you.